2: Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Curly! Oh my God, what are you doing here?
3: I need your help. I want to destroy someone, pummel them to a pulp, make them regret ever knowing me. I want God to fear me and regret ever giving me an arch-nemesis.
4: It's Nemesis. Oh.
3: Get in in here.
4: here! My name is Curly. And I'm Maya. And welcome to the super secret bestie club podcast
3: a super secret club where we talk about super secret things
4: yeah like secrets that are super
3: that's what it is
4: in each episode we'll talk about love friendship heartbreaks men and of course our favorite secrets well 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 here we are again You
3: start. You say that every single time.
4: (laughs) It's the well three X. You know what? Wherever you are in your car, on the toilet, putting on your eyebrows, or painting your eyelashes, right now. We're here again,
3: (laughs) again, and we want to know how's your spirit, Curly? How you feeling?
4: Woo! You go first. How's your spirit?
3: Um, it's good. I was telling our producers that I have a headache from coffee, and I know you have a headache when you don't drink coffee.
4: Yeah, I super have a headache. So my spirit's really good, actually. I there's this Instagram called Latinas Poderosas Poderosas, Latinas Poderosas, um, and they basically highlighted this really cool um coffee shop in South Central that's called Coffee del Mundo. And it's Black uh, and Afro-Latino-owned. That's what it says on their sign, which is pretty dope. Mm. Um, And I went this morning. I was like, I really want to check it out. I want to get my coffee. Um, And the coffee that I had is, I was like, give me your strongest thing. And so they gave me the strongest thing. And all that to say, I am shaking. I am jittery. And I like it. I I know what you
3: you called me back and you were like oh my god we were like giggling laughing i was like whoa
4: what did you just take i love it it was so good i'm a little worried because i don't i don't think that i told them to use non-dairy milk so i think i me and the the toilet will have certainly have a great time later but um my jitters and my everything else is like so, I'm like, that's how my spirit is right now it's it's good, it's really good
3: great I mean my I just have a headache because I think the coffee's too strong, but I just got a, like a basic latte from Starbucks. <laughs> I also think I'm still kind of hung over from two nights ago, so oh yeah, anyway
4: Wait, tell the, tell them what happened
3: Oh uh, well, me and fan favorite Gabrielle, we like took. Sh- six shots like we hung out and we just took shots and the next day we, we were we i talked to him and he i was like we fucked up huh he's like we fucked up because the next day we had to do stuff and i'm like we're both in our 30s and i just feel that i can't do that as much as i used to
4: My favorite part about that story when you guys called me the next day was that you guys were on live and you guys talked about a lot of things and one of them being- We talked shit. An arch nemesis.
0: (laughs) We talked shit.
3: (laughs) And it's crazy because people don't figure it out. People are like, oh, spill the tea. I'm like- Which
4: brings us to like our topic today, which is cue the evil music. (laughs) <laughs> what, if the, what if a villain's laugh was actually more of like a that's that's your villain laugh it's as, as they
3: vacuum a, in my hallway right now <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh man villains by the way sidebar I always liked villains because I always felt like their costumes were far more fabulous and they're always laughing
3: they are. They're having fun. They're always they're having, having fun. fun.
4: They're in a great mood. It's the superheroes that are they're like, like <laughs> their outfits are too tight. They have a lot of responsibility.
3: Let me. But can I hear your actual like evil arch nemesis laugh?
4: I think it would be like
3: <laughs> mine. Mine would be like. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh my god well here we are my I mean what is like an arch nemesis to you the minute I poised it to you I was like what if we talked about this we both lit up we're like oh man we've had arch nemesis our entire life I know
3: our entire everybody has had one I mean they could be like a bully to you or like the villain to you but we're using arch nemesis as like a silly little cute word um an arch nemesis to me is somebody that is basically like either the opposite of you or makes you feel like all of your special little magic juju is dumb and embarrassing or weird like they make you kind of feel like that or they could be 10 times better than you and you're Mm -hmm. maybe a little jealous jealous of them like my arch nemesis
4: i feel like for me arch nemesis is somebody who kind of always one-ups me is kind of just Mm -hmm. like really amazing at what they do sometimes they're nice and i'm just like girl, so sometimes they're mean and you're like you're fucking mean but most of the time it's like a competition in my head with them um and it can for me it spans from professional arch nemesis to like, remember I told you there's a senora here in my park, in my neighborhood who she always gets the best parking, like always gets the best parking in front of my building, but she lives like three buildings down. And I'm always like me and the senora in my head, we're like arch nemesis, like we're rivals because we always will move our cars at the same time to see who gets the best parking. So even like in a way like that, it's like, by the way, now me and her are friends and she loves Remember once I was telling you like I was walking to my car and I was holding a plant and she saw me she was like oh me gusta tu planta and I was <laughs> like oh uh, te lo regalo she was like oh my god and then we became me and uh, me and this arch nemesis in the neighborhood became BFFs. Remember.
3: Wow! Yes,
4: she robbed me. She stole me. She held me at gunpoint. And was like, give me your plant. Give me
3: your plant. Your planta.
4: but yeah I feel like you know for me an arch nemesis is just like that like somebody that kind of like stirs stirs your little coochie juices up a little bit every time you see them
3: stirs your coochie juices as in they have a mixing pot and they have your coochie juice (laughs) in their pot like an evil like an evil spell like a a witch and they're like I got his coochie juice now (laughs) so they sprinkle like a little bit of garlic in there and they go they taste it,
4: mm. <laughs>
3: but it's really like acid and they plan to pour it all over you so that it, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, but like, how do you know when they've become your arch nemesis?
4: For me, it's like a slow fizz. For me, it's like one little thing that makes, you know how like you, how um I always do like my little eye twitch when like somebody does something and it's like a, <laughs> like a little Spongebob or like Ren and Stimpy like eye twitch, like, like. Uh, it's like several of those when i've built up several eye twitches over somebody doing things that i'm like mm,
3: can we can we that's... see it can you, can it's we see like, an eye twitch
4: you know how you're just like twitching your eye like oh yeah when something well like i don't know you know like someone who you don't want touches you touches your shoulder by accident and you're like i oh. twitch i twitch or you're like um uh somebody scratches a chalkboard and you're like i <laughs> twitch i twitch like that kind oh, of a thing oh
3: something in your soul
4: something in your soul like some this person feels like a Somebody's a feeling top.
3: deep in your soul.
1: I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling, and it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. And on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammates because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the My Cultura podcast network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows, wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Danielle Moody here, host
3: It's a moment. It's a moment like that where it makes me turn my head like, huh? Like, you know, when a dog hears like a high pitch noise or something, mm-hmm. it full on makes my head go, hmm, um, that's not good. That does <laughs> not make me feel good. I went on a trip with certain individuals. Curly's helping me tell this story without, <laughs> <laughs> without being... Anyway. Um, yeah. And, you know, we had to do a lot of really hard things within video production. And um, one certain person was not nice to... Um, the crew, us, like the our our team members, the people who were all there, and then also like the other people who we were like there with, like Diva status, I would say. And it was the first time that I was like, this is not good. And me being an Aries, I was I'm like confrontational, but when it matters sometimes. And back then I feel like it was like some sort of spirit took over me and was like, you need to call this person out because it just needs to be done. And so I called this person out and I was like, the, your actions on this trip and during the time we were working at this thing, do you think that they were productive? Talking to us in, in this tone that was very rude, um, acting like we were your assistants, um, not doing any other work at all, like making us do everything. Do you think that was productive? I said some shit, apologize. They said some shit, apologize. Not even apologize. I didn't apologize at all. Um, but in that trip, I came back and I remember telling my other friends, I'm like, that was not good. That was not okay. And they're not my arch nemesis. Like I let go of all that stuff. But back in the day, that's when I was like, whoa, that moment was so powerful that I was like, something's not right. Like when your hair stands up or when you feel it in your body, like this person is not right.
4: Yeah. I remember like my very first Arch nemesis ever. I was my abuelita Gladys would always babysit me and my cousin Cindy, and we 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 were happy. Things were great. We would go to McDonald's. We would get our little meals. Cindy didn't like ketchup, so I always ate her ketchup. You know, like it would things things just worked right. And then one day, this senora asked my grandma to babysit her son, and I remember that her son came in, and his name was Daniel. And me and Cindy were kind of like girly, but we still liked art. And Daniel was more like a boy, like more like, wanna do this, blah blah blah. And I'm like, ew, boys. And I remember getting so jealous and so caught up and so like annoyed. I must have been like I don't know, maybe like seven or eight. And I would say like seven. And I remember me and my cousin Cindy, we were in Latina, like in the tub, like. You know, playing and we were just like screaming and having fun. And my grandma came in and she, she goes, This is the first time I learned what the word Arta meant. (laughs) Right. (laughs) She was like, Yo ya estoy Arta con ustedes. Estoy hasta aquí con ustedes. And she like yelled at us. And I remember like crying and being like, It's because of this new boy. (laughs) And then it was like, Oh man, like she's like coming for us because this new boy is fucking it all up and I remember like me and and him kind of became like rivals and I threw like this like big tantrum I remember the day my parents picked me up and I was in the car like crying and I was like it's because she likes him more she loves him I threw like a big like thing that this kid was like my like oh my god you know were you
3: spoiled though like uh, I mean I don't not spoiled but like Up until then, did you have to share your grandmother with anybody else? Like, what was it about him?
4: I think that, like, I felt like we, I was the boy for her. Like, you know, and you know, in Latin culture, like, you're the, like, (laughs) I was the boy, but I was also, like, a girly boy. So I also was, like, not very good at being a boy. So, like, once a, quote, more real boy came in, I think (gasps) I just was, like, I'm not that, and I'm not like. I remember as a young kid being like, "Oh, but it's like the comparative, like the like things that you start to kind of compare, you know." But That's I knew so
3: real though, because on my end, my first nemesis was my brother, who mm-hmm. was the boy, mm-hmm. and I was like the. I was the first girl. He was the first boy. He was the first boy ever. The first grandchild. Like, you know, and so everybody did everything for him. And even now to this day, my brother and I will look back. and He's like, I'm sorry that happened. I'm sorry they favored me over you. I'm like, oh, are you? Because you're you benefited from it. But I, it made me be super hyper independent to a fault sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I twitch. Um, but yeah, I remember um, he would... Like stuff a sock in my mouth to keep me from crying whenever my parents would run out, like walk out of the room for like a second. Where
4: is he now when you need him? Am I right, ladies Uh, and gentlemen, and thems in the room? (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying
3: you want someone to stuff a sock in my mouth? Is that what you're saying on live TV right now? Look at the camera.
4: It doesn't have to be a sock, Maya. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: <No>. <laughs> You're I listen. Comparing, talking about comparisons, my questions to you and your like little emotional arch nemesis story are different than your bullying questions to me right now.
4: Um, don't blame me. Blame Coffee del Mundo's the strongest <laughs> coffee right now. It's not really curly talking. It's it's the coffee.
3: Uh. Okay. Okay. But yeah, like he would do those certain things and then I would get back at him. I would like scratch him until he bled. Mm-hmm. I would, we would fight, like actually fight, draw blood, bruises, like all that shit. And I, I think to myself, where, where were my parents? As soon as they walked out of the room, we would like, <sighs> and then we'd, uh-huh. as soon as they'd walk in, we'd be like normal. Or like somebody would start crying or whatever. Anyway, I played a lot of like manipulative um, games with his head and definitely gaslit him and all that stuff. So I got I got mine. You know, I got mine. And he also I think he would say that I was his arch nemesis, too.
4: I mean, you don't don't
3: want me as your arch nemesis.
4: Why? Because you play mind games? I remember as I got older too, like high school and maybe into my adulthood too, actually, if I felt like I had carved my own lane out to some degree, like if I, and by the way, this is very pick me girl or very pick me, Attitude, right? Like, not to say pick me, girl. We can say, like, it's very pick me personality. But if I was, like, I was the gay guy of the room, I wanted to be the gay guy in the room. If I was, like, the Latino in the room, I wanted to be, well, maybe not the Latino, because I was always like, yay, more Latinos. But, like, you know, if I was the gay Latino in the room, I wanted to be the gay Latino only. Um, and so anybody who kind of dipped into my lane and in any sort of capacity, I would kind of make them in my head a little bit of, like, my rivals, you know?
3: Wow, that makes a lot of sense now thinking back on the years we've been friends.
4: Does it make sense? Sure does. Why? I don't know. <laughs> oh Mind my game God. number
3: one. Mind game number one. <laughs> Just kidding.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I think that like even at some point, um... One of my boyfriends became kind of like a little bit of like a rival even in our relationship because we were I, we were just dipping into each other's lanes a little bit because I, I and i started to get kind of like competitive and the ugly side of me kind of wanting to come out on top and make this person kind of like a nemesis versus a boyfriend which you saw that too i mean you were there and I, and a lot of people saw that it wasn't it was also mutual like he did it to me too
3: well <laughs> oh yeah. Well it was that whole era was like you never did anything like malicious. This person would literally come up to us and be like, Are you guys like upset that's that Curly got to do blah 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 blah? And I remember at the time we were like, What the fuck did you just say?
1: Like uh-huh. that's our
3: homie. Like what the fuck? Like yeah. why would we be upset? And he's like, Oh, like it backfired. And I'm like, that's
4: like that's not love. I really feel like I'm very low key when somebody is like a little bit of an arch nemesis or rival for me. I'm very low key in a way that I'm not out to, it's more like I recognize that it's in my own head. You know, I'm not like, let me go out of my way to one of them or be this or da 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 da. I think I'm a little low key about it. Um,
3: But I have a question. Do you think you are anyone's arch nemesis?
4: I don't know. What do you think? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I am because I feel like I mind my own business. Like the truly in real life, the more that you know me, the more that you know that I don't really interact with too many people all the time. I talk to a lot of people, but I'm to myself a lot. And I'm predominantly with my family. So it's like, who am I? It's, it's me and my nephews. Those are my arch nemesis now. Like, they're the cute yeah. ones. The they look like, and the, they
3: look like you.
4: <laughs> and they look like me. They slowly steal my powers every time I see them. Uh, I'm just kidding. I love them so much. They're literally my babies. But, like, I don't know who would look at me and go, like, that should be me,
0: you know what I mean, like
4: really, sitting in my mom's dirty ass living room <laughs> like I've made you question your own life and you want to compete so. with me,
3: I think, yeah, I think so, I think I think there's some um jelly people out there or people who i don't I don't know about arch nemesis, like yeah, but yeah i I know for sure that I am one for. Two people, maybe three, uh-huh. four,
4: three. That you're three their people. arch nemesis. That when you come I, in the I room, it. it's like
3: they they like... can't even go to any event that I might possibly be at because that's and that's not on me at all. Like I I leave everything cordial, I leave everything kind. Unless you are not kind, then I'm like I'm gonna match your energy. But yeah, I think. You know, ex friends who think that I like hurt them, and I'm like, did I?
4: No. So you people, know. you mean, will go out of their way to not go to something? Yes. That they and they've told
3: me they like, I'm. I get, I get anxious, like, and but with my arch nemesis, like, I felt that same way where I was like, my I mouth can't even is go. wide
4: open right now though. Why? My mouth? Because I mean that they would even admit that to you that they are like, yeah.
3: It's almost to make me feel bad, but I'm also like, you wouldn't go either because you don't go anywhere. You don't like people. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, don't put that on me because you wouldn't be there anyway. That's delusional girl syndrome
4: to a fault. I mean, I won't go to an event that our other ne- arch nemesis is at. Like, our, they're not really my arch. I don't want to give, I don't want to say that this no, individual no, no, is my no, arch no nemesis right now. Exactly. Because I don't want to give that power. No. And I don't. And that's the other thing, too. Like, but I will say that, you know, they were somebody that riled that same energy up in me that I was like, oh, I don't want to go if they're at it because I just don't want to be around that energy. I don't want to feel like good, good good cop, bad cop, villain, superhero. Like, Yeah, because
3: it's I weird. Cause it gets weird because this person has said really bad things and we don't say bad things like that, you know, like. And so, when you, for me, when I know that they've said talk some shit to like certain people that we're mutual friends with, I don't, I don't feel comfortable showing up because what if? But then I, I locked into this thing where I am like, that's not my reality. I am, I am like on this like that's not my reality kick where I am like, then those people are not my friends. If they're gonna listen to this person, like they're not my friends.
4: Yeah. Wait. So the people that said that they that you are their arch nemesis, who are they? Uh huh Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> and... Wow, the triple.
3: Yeah, the triple. <gasps> <laughs> I have a thing with No, I swear to God. I but I over I think it stopped
0: in... and <laughs> <Chelsea's laughs> No, you Josie. Chelsea. you Josie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've changed it like after I think um like twenty twenty one. No longer will I have issues with people.
4: Yeah.
3: Um. Oh, there, Jeez, by the way, if you're hearing
4: all these noises in your ear right now. It's literally <laughs> Maya just dropping names. <laughs> in case you're wondering, about all these animal noises. Uh huh.
3: Right? Those are like that's yeah. that's too much already. I could keep going, but that's just a lot already.
2: Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening Time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: or I guess we also wanna highlight the differences between a healthy rivalry, right? And friendly competition uh, and an arch nemesis, because I honestly do think that it is a little healthy to have a little like that of something in your life. Like it is kind of, I will say that every arch nemesis that I've ever had in my life has made me step up my game to some capacity. Like whether they were trying to frame me in some sort of way, whether they're trying to talk shit or they're trying to make me, paint me to be um, a certain type of individual that I'm not, um, or just in work, like, you know, even in in healthy competition, like we always talk about when we were at Pero, Like and Me Too was kind of the it co- one of the it companies making Latino content, like they weren't like our arch nemesis, but they were like a healthy rivalry where we yeah. were like, you know, who could be the who could be the best, who could step up their thing. I think yeah. that having a healthy understanding of what it means to have an arch nemesis for me like i think we're just being playful like i'm being playful being like ah, you're my arch nemesis like me and the senora next door who stole my plant like it's like a little healthy right Like it's just fun for me to build a competition yeah it's but fun. i think in terms of like um you know me and by the way me and this the, the senora still gets the best parking but now i just wherever she parks i park because i know that she, Wherever she is, I I won't get a ticket. Um, So, like, uh, from the tiquiteros who will ticket you on street cleaning day. But um, I think that rivalry inspires art. It inspires Mm -hmm. change in a lot of ways. Like, you know, your arch nemesis can be kind of like the fire under your ass sometimes.
3: I agree with that because, like, when I felt like my, you know, quote unquote arch nemesis was pushing my buttons, it would help me make videos. It would help me like maybe work out or, you know, um, if I liked the way that they dressed or that they did their makeup or something, I would be like, how do I do it?
4: better like back in the day yeah if someone comes in and you see their out if someone is i saw this guy at the gym every single time he came at the gym his outfits were so cute and i would get so mad at him i'd be like why do you look so fucking cute at the fucking gym why do your socks match your shorts match your shirt and your bald little head he had a beautiful bald head i don't have a cute bald head um i have like a little long on the back of my head but i Let me was see. like take
3: off your wig take off your wig let's
4: see <laughs> <Imagine>. <laughs> 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 take yours off first
3: yeah, the thing is, too, is, like, when I would see that stuff and I'd be like, well, I'm going to do it better. I'd be like, you know, I, I I, don't know. I think I got a little obsessive with, um, like, Arch Nemesis back in the day. And that's when it didn't get healthy because I was consumed with, like, oh, my God, they said this today. Or, like, can you believe, like, they didn't do this or... Like, instead of just letting them be and it's almost like, are they are are they your arch nemesis or are you now like building them up as an actual villain just because maybe they were mean to you a couple of times or you just don't like what they said or maybe you're jealous of them.
4: Yeah, like, it's it's, it's a real too. ego
3: check. It's an ego check.
4: You like don't want it to consume you. You don't want it to become the only driving force of what it is that you're doing. You don't want to like live your life in competition with another individual. Like that's not healthy in any sort of way, no matter what you do. Um, And I think that one of the things that I do to combat that is I try to make peace with them. I try to like join forces. I try to be like, your success or your your strengths are not a threat to me because now that we're really cool they're kind of something that i celebrate about you and i'm excited about you um you know i don't i try to catch it as quickly as i can i try to get into a space of like you're being a hater because sometimes i know i am being a hater but then you just kind of like let it go, because it all reflects
3: know? on you. Like it, it doesn't feel good. You're the one exerting that energy. You don't even know if they're even thinking about you, like because they're so wrapped up in themselves. So you're just sitting here thinking about them, not even focusing on yourself.
4: All right, you guys. So we wanted to introduce a brand new segment every week. Maya and I go onto our social media and we ask all of you to send us questions that you would like some advice on. So this week's question of the week is, um, what are the best ways to interact with an ex in a social setting? Maya, the mic is yours. Uh,
3: well, you stuff a sock in their mouth and
4: you walk away. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know. In a social setting, like, okay, can you paint the scenario for me?
4: You walk in to a room. <laughs> it's a party. The music is going. Everyone is jamming out. Everyone is doing the latest dance moves that they saw on MTV. And now your ex-boyfriend walks in. <laughs> Ew, boog- and he is looking cute.
3: Is he with someone?
4: He's with his friends. I don't, do I'm not interact? coming up
3: to you. I'm not coming up to you. I'm not saying anything. In fact, okay, I'm turning around and I'm popping my booty because at that moment, the spotlight hits on me just nice. And everyone's like, oh my God, Maya is about to twerk. She never twerks. And then I turn around and go, Uh uh uh, not for free. And I go, oh, my ex? I didn't see you there, cause I don't see you there, and I still don't see you at all. And and so, get him out, get him out, kick him out the party, (laughs) (laughs) the party, and then he leaves. I'm just kidding. For real though, I would, I wouldn't acknowledge unless he would just say hi or something. I would not go out of my way to say hi. I wouldn't.
4: Yeah, I guess it would depend on what your relationship is to that ex. Like, I think if you have an ex that you, it was a cordial relationship and it just ended, it didn't go well, and you you can you can give a friendly nod, hello, I see you, I acknowledge you, we're both adults, we're both here, it didn't work out. If it's a toxic one, you're kind of like, ew, like you can leave, like there's, don't interact at all with somebody who's toxic. If you want a petty response, I think that the best way to interact with, with an ex is to- Dance battle is to (laughs) you break dance
3: a dance battle
4: you're all all spinning on your head you're doing the worm (laughs) a dance battle i would say like look as good you know what they always say too by the way you should get dressed when you get dressed in the morning and you you doll up and you do your thing you should get dressed like you're gonna run into an ex like, you better look good. You better smell good. You better that's be on top a lot. of
3: it. What if I just want to look good for myself?
4: I mean, look, that's the real healed way. But they say, like, you know, if you should be ready. So that's all that to say. If you go into a place and you go into a party, I know I'm going to look good. I'm going to look flat. I'm going to smell really good. My presence will be interacting with you, sir. And you will see that you're fucked up. Unless it's an ex that I'm like oh, hey, boo, nice to see you. And you you let them enjoy your presence and they see what they missed out on and then you keep it moving. You yeah, go to the punch I table. I can't,
3: I can't look at them because I know they'll fall back in love with me. It happens every time. So that's <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm just kidding. And that's the end of our segment. Thank you. Welcome to the Zodiac portion of the podcast. We want to know who, who do you think in the Zodiac are each other's arch nemesis? For me, I think like, I don't know what it is about Libras, Aries and Libras.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. There's there's very few Libras that I'm like, oh my God, I love you so much. But that's because they have other things in their placements. But I've lived with the Libra before and I got to say, it's not it. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's my arch nemesis. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I think like any like water and maybe air sign.
4: I feel like growing up, I thought it was fire signs. I thought it was like Sagittarius. I didn't really have a lot of good um experiences with Sagittarius. Now they're not my arch nemesis. I just other earth signs, like other Virgos, other Capricorns, uh, like Tauruses. I just am like... <gasps> Not Uh-oh. in an arch nemesis Didn't way. Did you hear
3: that? He called you out, August.
4: <laughs> I he always call turns out. He said
3: that you're, you're, you're a bully.
4: Earth signs are just very, like, you can't tell them anything different. Once they believe something, that's it. and then, And that kind of just becomes kind of frustrating for me as an earth sign, because I'm like, oh, my God. Am I this annoying when I'm talking about something, too? So I'm glad you we were
3: talking about it. I'm glad you said it. And
4: that concludes our <laughs> Zodiac section. <laughs> and also my first mind game. <laughs> you got me. <sighs>
3: Curly, how do you plead?
4: I plead. If it's just for fun and you have a little arch nemesis and a little fun rivalry, wherever you are, work, at school, in the third grade or the senora in your neighborhood, keep it cute, keep it fun, keep it and turn it around on you. Make sure that you're on top of your shit. It's your life. Live it for you.
3: It makes it a little bit interesting to be like, that's my arch nemesis. I think because we've grown up on like Cartoon Network and stuff and... You know, it's just it's just more fun and creative. And I don't know. But yeah, don't don't take it too seriously. Anybody we've mentioned in this, I wish you love and peace and love and a sock in your mouth. I'm just kidding.
4: (laughs) Thank you. Well, Maya, where can people find you on social media?
3: You can find me at My on the Moment, M A Y A on the Moment, on all social media platforms.
4: And you can find me at the Curly B Show on Instagram and TikTok, and that's V as in victorious. Alrighty, guys, bye.
3: Make sure to hit that subscribe button to hear more episodes every single week. The Super Secret Festi Club Podcast is a production of Sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's Michael Tura Podcast Network.
4: For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeart Radio
2: app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Is it hard for you to understand English when people speak fast? I'm Connor from the Listening Time podcast, and my goal is to help you understand English better. That's why I created Listening Time, a podcast designed to help English learners improve their listening naturally. In each episode, I talk slowly and clearly about a different topic, like travel or U.S. culture, and I give you the transcript that shows every word that I say. Listening time is the perfect tool to help you understand English better. The Listening Time podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast! Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments,
0: correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever
3: you get your podcasts.
4: The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co parenting two young boys with her former partner, David.